0: You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. I'm on the road right now, and I'm in NYC, one of my favorite places on the planet. I didn't know that I would love this city so much, but just all the activity, all of the the, the culture and the things to learn and experience is just, it's really amazing. And to see what humans are capable capable of creating is really fascinating. But at the end of the day, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to learn when we travel, to experience. And all of our experiences really help to kind of create this tapestry of who we are and also the inner workings of our mind, right? Experience is critical for the healthy perception of reality and the healthy functioning of our brain to not be so isolated in our own little tiny little world and to really open up our minds. And speaking of opening our minds today, we've got the one and only, this guy is the top memory expert on the planet, the top accelerated learning teacher on the planet. He's been on the show before several times, and now we're going to talk about a new topic. And I think it's really going to blow your mind so make sure to, to buckle in and be ready for that. But for me, also when I travel, I've got a list, of, a sequence of things that, that I miss when I'm, when I'm on the road. Number one, I miss my wife, all right? That should be kind of obvious. Number two, miss my kids, miss my kiddos. Number three, I miss my sheets. I know you're like, that doesn't fit. Like what about the, my sheets? All right, I love my sheets. It's that home field advantage, all right? Uh, For a couple years now, I've been sleeping exclusively when I'm at home on attitude sheets. And this is because these are thermal regulating sheets. So they don't get too hot and trap in this heat. And because being overheated with thermal regulation for our bodies is one of the things we see now clinically is that folks that have difficulties sleeping tend to run hotter. They tend to have elevated body temperature and that suppresses certain processes related to neurotransmitters and hormones that are linked to our sleep quality. And so being hot is not cool. Man, I just I just did that. All right, being hot is not cool. But real talk, these attitude sheets are just absolutely amazing. These are made from bamboo lyocell. This is significantly softer than cotton. All right, this is like the fanciest cotton that you can get. This is better. All right. Also, not only are they thermoregulating, but also antimicrobial, hypoallergenic, and moisture wicking. All right. So, one of the big issues also with our bedding is just trapping a lot of like nastiness, right? Bacteria and all that gross stuff, right? So, this is moisture wicking. So, you're not overheating and getting all sweated up. And they just feel good. When you sleep on these attitude sheets, it's like slipping into a love song. All right. Have you ever slept in, in a Luther Vandross song? Chances are you haven't unless you slept on attitude sheets. All right. It's an incredible experience. And I'm all about sleep wellness and just creating that. And the biggest thing for me is just creating that sleep sanctuary, you know, somewhere that is really affirmative and supportive of getting great, deep, restful sleep. And this is something you deserve and something that just improves your sleep quality. All right. So Head over, check them out. It's attitude.com forward slash model. That's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com forward slash model. And you get 10% off all of their sheets and they also have pajama pajama jammy jams as well. If you wanna get some nice uh, hypoallergenic, antimicrobial, thermoregulating pajamas, all right? That also feel good and they're cute, all right? Head over, check them out. Definitely, we always, we wrote we have multiple sets of attitude sheets because I just don't want to sleep on anything else. So head over, check them out, attitude.com forward slash model. And now let's get to the Apple podcast review of the week.
1: Another five-star review titled Best of the Best by Amber Fit Fox. This show has changed my life. I have listened to Sean's podcast for over two years, and now I'm finally leaving a review. When I first started listening, I was in a place where I dreamed of being in shape. And now, two years later, I'm a health coach and mentor other ladies to get healthy and strong. Sean, you and your guests have given me the knowledge, tools, and resources to radically change my health. You are an extraordinary educator. I love your voice and I love how you break really tough topics into super digestible ways of learning. You live the healthy lifestyle that we all need to model to the world. Thank you for being the light of health, both physically and mentally to all of us who listen. You are changing the world.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Amber. That means so much to me. And I'm just grateful to be a part of your life and a part of your story and Everybody, please, if you've yet to do so, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. All right, I appreciate that so very much. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. Our guest today is the one and only Jim Quick. He's an accelerated learning expert, memory expert, and speed reading expert. And we've done masterclass episodes on those subjects with him that we'll put in the show notes. So make sure to go back and check those out. But today we're going to be talking about a new topic that I think is going to be just transformative to your life. And he's one of my favorite people on the planet. We've been friends for many years, and it's just incredible to see the impact he's making. He's the guy that these movie studios are turning to, to work with their actors, to uh, help them to memorize their scripts faster. He's brought in by Nike and by Richard Branson and Will Smith, and just the list goes on and on, the impact and the the influence that he has. And the first four-time guest on the Model Health Show, my friend, my man, Jim Quick. What's up, man? Hey, Super Sean. It's a, it's a real honor. Thank you. It's my pleasure, man. I'm in your territory. You know, we had to MacGyver the studio. That was really bit. impressive. <laughs> but man, I'm just so happy to see you as always. You've had such a big impact on my life in so many areas, man. i will share with you many times but um i'm pumped to talk about some of this new stuff man we've talked about accelerated learning we've talked about um optimizing our memory we're going to talk about thinking faster today
2: yeah that's really what it's about it's it's funny because you mentioned macgyver macgyver is a, an incredible thinker mm, right he has true. uh maybe very little resources and i think a lot of people could identify with that because it's not everything is equal we have different, p- people have different networks, they have different levels of education, they right. have different levels of, of finances and such. But um, MacGyver took like bubble gum and some, some duct tape, clip. right? <laughs> Made and then, a parachute. Exactly. And his, <laughs> one of his superpowers is the ability to think. Right. And right. I know we've talked about speed reading and focus and memory in the past. And uh, you and I were kind of geeking out about critical thinking like our life right now is reflection of our thinking because how we think determines what we focus on Mm -hmm. it determines how we feel it determines what we do and so really the sum of our thinking really reflects our day-to-day life in our in our relationships in our health in our habits in our career you know i always thought it was interesting back in school they teach you more what to think but not how to think right, right and i think that's one of the big challenges in a world where everything is being outsourced overseas you know jobs mm-hmm. right or it's being automated uh there's software that could do a lot of you know left brain jobs or there's a you know something like in artificial intelligence you know what 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 do we have as human beings what makes us human It makes us valuable in, in life, in the workplace. And I think it's our ability to think, our ability to solve problems, our ability right. to make really good decisions. Right. Um, but I think <laughs> but I think um, <laughs> it's one of those things people take for granted because we're not just conscious of our thinking. They say we have an average of what, 60,000 thoughts a day. The challenge is 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday and the day before that. Mm-hmm. So how do we create growth? How do we stretch ourselves um, to new levels? And um, so I love this because I feel like you make one little distinction in the way you think differently. And there's a Oliver Wendell Holmes quote that says, a man's you know, a mind once stretched by a new idea never regains its original dimensions. And so I want people to be able to think in a way that makes them more productive, allows them to perform better, allows them also greater peace of mind. Yeah because in this world of we've had this conversation in past episodes about digital distraction and digital depression and digital overload it's really it's weighing on people's health you know this world where people are comparing themselves to other people on social media world where they're comparing themselves to this highly filtered life of you know every highlight reel of everyone else's life but that all comes down to our ability to think the ability to think for ourselves to produce new results that's So. so powerful man because thinking is everything really
0: you know it's our, and I've said this before: our perception is our reality, mm. and it all has to do with what we're thinking and how we're thinking about ourself in relation to our environment, ourself in relation to ourself. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I think it's of the utmost importance for us to really understand our thinking a little bit more, and that's why I'm really happy to have you on today. But also, how can we optimize our thinking? You know, so one of the first things I want to ask you about has to do with decision making, because that's mm. a big component of our thinking that has a huge impact on the results we get in our lives so what are some of the new insights some of the things you've been coming across lately in teaching in regards to decision making
2: yeah I, I can't think uh exactly that, that our life is a reflection of all the decisions the sum total of all the decisions we made to this point you know where we're we gonna live what we're gonna do who we're we gonna be with and such and so these daily decisions a lot of people are suffering from decision fatigue you know this Mm -hmm. and it's a big health concern It's just people are are wasting their mental energy on decisions that really don't matter in their life and really I think it comes down to I, I tweeted this a few years ago I said the most important thing is to keep the most important thing the most important thing Mm. The most important thing is to keep the most important thing the most important thing because people are getting really good at things that don't really matter or right. they're using their decisions on things that really don't matter um, you know we've had this conversation in the past about some leaders who are wearing the same outfit pretty much every day because they don't want to waste one of their good decisions you know they buy 10 of those shirts so they yeah. don't have to think about or meal prep and they don't want to be able to waste that but um I did a podcast recently and I called it, how to work smart versus working hard. And everyone always says, yes, of course I wanna work smarter and not harder. Um, I filmed it actually in a power plant, an actual power plant. And I opened it with this story that basically said this, one day this really busy power plant just shuts down out of nowhere and it's dead silent. And the employees are running around with their, their head cut off, not knowing what to do. The operations manager, You know after hours doesn't know what to do nobody could solve the problem so the operations manager picks up the phone calls a local technician and luckily the technician was in the area and he says you got to help me you know we're losing all this business you know time is money we're gonna shut down please save us he was like technicians like you're lucky I'm right around the corner he shows up and he walks around the uh, the power plant and he goes to one beam now this power plant is full of different beams right and on those beams have all these different electrical boxes and he goes to one specific electrical box and he takes out a m- marker and he puts a big x on it and he opens up the box and inside as you would expect there are bolts their wires their screws out of all of that he goes to one specific screw he turns it not a quarter of an inch and then bam the entire power plant lights up mm. And the technician's like, thank you so much. You saved the day, you saved our business. How much do I owe you? And the technician looks at him and he says, that will be $10,000. And then the operations manager is like, you must be crazy. You were here for five minutes. All you did was turn one screw. Any of us could have turned that screw. He's like, give me an itemized bill. And he's like, no problem. Technician reaches in his back pocket, takes out his notebook, scribbles on it for a second, tears out the page, gives it to the operations manager. The operations manager looks at it and says, I understand. He goes to his de- desk, takes out his checkbook, writes a check for $10,000, hands it to the man. And you zoom in on that bill and it says this, turning screw, $1. Knowing what screw to turn, $9,999. And my message yeah. to everybody who's listening is not that you have a screw loose. Is, <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's two things. Number one, we live in the, the knowledge economy where it's knowledge is not only power, it's profit, right? Specialized knowledge. That's why I love your show and I learned so much because it's not just the have and have nots, it's those who know and those who don't know, mm-hmm. right? And those who know wellness and optimization and human performance and those who just don't know better. And so there's that gap and that's why I dedicate my life to accelerated learning. But the other reason I tell this story is not only so you could be an expert at what you do, is that there are usually one or two screws. You know, there's one beam, there's one box, one or two screws that really are what I call a, a focal point. A mm-hmm. focal point. It's one or two things. They call it other people have called it a lead domino, right? One of the first early dominoes you hit and it knocks down other things. Uh, in military, they call it a forced multiplier, meaning that for the same amount of input, you get multiple outputs or multiple right. rewards. So my life, um, based on you know you know my learning difficulties that I had growing up from my head injury, you know my uh, my sleep issues, which you've helped me a lot with, those deficits has created a really a big drive in me wanting to get the most out of the energy that I have. When we're talking about resources, like um like going back to macgyver he has very little resources but he has a lot of internal resourcefulness and i feel like every single person listening to this has a lot of internal resourcefulness it's things that might not be on a on a on on an asset sheet but are things like your creativity your decision making your ability to solve problems your ability to meta-think you know think about your thinking your self-awareness and um That's really the owner's manual. And so when it comes to decision making, I'm really excited about this because again, if you could just think about some of the bad decisions we've made in our life and the cost that it's had for us. Um, I'm a big proponent on, you know we've had this conversation about mistakes and a lot of people as we grow older, we're afraid of making mistakes and we're not making decisions. And even I would say not like failing to make a decision is also a decision you know what i, guess, I mean yeah, this sure. you know like when people have a decision about what to eat or not they go into default mode they're still making a decision so i feel like part of it is decision is uh it's an it's a fitness so you want to build your decision making muscles because a lot of people are so lackadaisical you know over the, like what's important to them so they don't really build those muscles so they don't have that um that strength if you will um but then there's also strategies besides fitness just like um in past episodes we've talked about uh, memory fitness and how even if you don't use a strategy like on how to remember names you could still remember names because your brain is, is fitter it's stronger it's more energized it's stronger just like your physical muscles um, you could also do that with your thinking muscles and so there are strategies also so for example one of my favorite one is a really it's, it's classic it's called six thinking hats and um it's a great model because I feel like a lot of people aren't able to solve a problem or make a new, better decision because they're stuck from one point of view. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you wonder why the you, somebody maybe dates the same person. Or they make the same mistake financially in a business they hire the same people Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe they they do the same problem with their 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 diet they they always fall in the same pattern it's because we never really get out of our own way and see things from another point of view one of the reasons why i love podcasts is that or reading books is you get to see something from an author an expert's point of view Mm -hmm. and it gives you another perspective and in order to change your perspective I, i remember we did that event that you spoke at um along with you know like a luminous you know group of individuals your peers and we had quincy jones was one of them and he was talking about you know getting perspective that you have to two ways of changing your perspective is changing your place or changing the people you spend time with because we know that who you spend time with is who you become because one of the better one of a good way of making better decisions spend time with people who make good decisions mm. because you know this uh, from your nervous system and um, neuroscience you have mirror neurons and mirror neurons are your um, to put it or like simplify it there are your imitation neurons the reason why it's not just your biological networks or your neurological networks it's your social networks because they say if you spend time with nine broke people you're gonna be the tenth and it's because you're constantly imitating people around you and not just their behavior. You're imitating also, you're adopting their beliefs, you're adopting their values, you're adopting their habits, right? And we know from habits, you know, first you create your habits and then your habits create you. Right. And it's not just your habits of meditation and movement and journaling, those are important, but really, what I'm very those are on the physical plane if you will but it's also the internal changes that are going on inside because when you're constantly doing something and you show up for it you know as you've heard this phrase as as you do anything is how you do everything right you start the habit of oh I'm not I'm, I'm somebody who follows through like that's an identity level I mean that's really deep because you change if the one of the most powerful ways to to make a transformation stick is to change how you look at yourself you know they say that the two most powerful words in the English language are i am mm. right because whatever you put after that determines your your destiny or your you know your destination in your life and so one of the ways of changing your identity is by having these habits because it's like you show up yeah you show up and when you show up constantly all of a sudden you start looking at yourself different and you st- and that's really powerful to look at yourself as somebody who shows up you know in life because yeah. that will ripple into all your different behaviors. But going back to the uh, six thinking hats, this is a way of changing your perspective, meaning a lot of people don't make new decisions because they're stuck in one mode. And so the summary of it, uh, it was created by Edward de Bono and he metaphorically created six color hats. And then when you imagine, and we know imagination is more powerful than knowledge, you imagine yourself putting on this color hat, you have to look at this decision or this problem through that lens. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's take the um, the white hat. When somebody puts on a white hat, metaphorically, and I'll give you some memory aids because you know I'm the memory guy. White is imagine like a, a doctor's uh, uniform, right? Or a scientist is, is in white. That reminds you of logic. So, let's say I want everybody right now. We'll make this interactive. To think about a decision that you're struggling with or think about a problem that you need to solve. And I think everybody has one of those things, right? Uh, going back to Quincy Jones, remember on stage, I was asking him like, about the problems he had, not just the successes, but the problems. He was like, Jim, I don't have any problems. He was like, I have puzzles. And that's a different way of talking yeah. about thinking, a different way of thinking about something. Because for me, when I think about problems, I'm like, "Oh, something I have to deal with, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this." But puzzles like fun. Yeah. Puzzles have a solution, so it's a different way of thinking because the words change the way we think. Also, but going back to this, when you put your put on, you think about a problem or decision you have right now. You put on, imagine yourself putting on the white hat, and actually physically like grab mm-hmm. something in front of you and put it on, so you have your kinesthetic, um, your 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 muscles in it and you have to look at the problem or the decision just based on facts yeah. and logic, right? So that's the only way. And that's great for, for, for individuals because some people don't, they're not used to doing it, but when they have that hat on, it forces you to look through that perspective. Right. to be honest with yourself and- Exactly. I think a lot of times we're lying to ourselves
0: on how, how complicated or difficult it might be. Right. And so actually using logic can right. really help to get rid of some so that's of the like mystery. your
2: that's like your spock hat you know for those yeah. for people who follow star trek you have to look at the issue completely logically and more science-based now another color hat. data data Shout out to data yeah the there way. you go next generation by the way that guy was born to play that role oh my god brett oh yeah completely so you have to look at it analytically and even if you don't feel like that's you you play it make it a game you know and we we've said this you and I have said this before that it's not that you stop playing because you grew older You grew older because you stopped playing and so this is a thinking exercise a thought experiment if you will because this is an episode all about maximizing your thinking that's what Einstein used to do Einstein used to do these what do you call thought experiments you know these imagination um, experiments and this is what we're doing right now so you put on the white hat and then you have to look at it through uh, logic you take off the white hat now I want you to put on the red hat so imagine yourself reaching out in front of you putting on the red hat and the red hat uh, represents as a mnemonic device uh, red is emotion red is heart so I want you to think about now how does this make you feel mm. so this is this gives you permission because some people look at everything logically but they don't go with their feelings yeah right and that we know that's that's a superpower also as well Absolutely. so think about this problem that you have maybe it's somebody you need to hire maybe it's somebody in a relationship whether so or not you want to enter a relationship or maybe exit a relationship. Yeah. You know, Maybe it's something you have to do with your health. Um, think about it now from an emotional standpoint. So we're wearing the red hat. And by the way,
0: some folks ignore that part. Exactly. They're just more bent on logic yeah, right. and not being honest about how do I feel about this? Mm-hmm. Or even just asking ourselves, how do I feel about this situation?
2: Exactly, and then by when we're talking about being a better thinker, this gives you more perspective. This yeah. gives you a spectrum or a rainbow, if you will, uh, points of view so you can see something we've we've heard of the like the elephant right where there's an elephant there and you have these blind monks and they're reaching out and they can't see but they just feel and one of them's feeling like the the tail and thinks the elephant is a snake and one of them is feeling like the the leg of the elephant thinks it's a tree, right? Everyone sees different parts or feels different parts, but they don't see the whole. And through this exercise, you get to see it from these different points of views. So, what are other different color hats? Take off the red hat, and now what you're going to do is you're going to put on the black hat. So you put on the black hat. Now, a mnemonic device: the black hat is the is the critic. All right. So what I want you to think about for a memory aid from your memory coach is um, imagine a judge in black robes, right? That's the one that's going to judge, right? So now I want you to look at this and think about what could go wrong here. You know, you can meta yourself and think, be the critic here, give yourself. But some people live with the black hat and they're just critical about everything. Right. You know what I mean? But it yeah, makes absolutely. sense because that's how they were raised, right. you know, through and it could be valuable. Exactly. Yeah. And it could save you from making mistakes and everything. But you don't see the whole the whole picture. And so the black hat, when you put that on, look at this problem or this decision and think about it like what could go wrong here? You know, and that, you know, what, you know, think about your plan B and such. Um, any negative consequences take off the black hat and now what you're going to do is you're going to put on the yellow hat now the yellow hat is the opposite of the uh of the black hat yellow is like the sun it's opportunity mm. so what could go what could go right here mm. so that's the more of the if the black is more oh, the wow. critic the yellow is more the opportunistic like more of the um uh, this is like what, what are the benefits that could come out and of making a decision scenario, exactly the, And the now, you want, now some people literally. live with the yellow hat you know like a lot of entrepreneurs do this and they just yeah. look at oh the rosy <laughs> side of everything and right. they only see that and then they wonder why you know they don't look at the, the risk they don't look at the yeah. threats they don't look at the weaknesses or the competition or anything that could go wrong they just move towards anything that's pleasurable and that's not necessarily good either um, so we went we went through this we go through the red and we went through the white we went through the red we went through the, bla- the black and then the yellow the green hat is um is the growth hat so this is where you need to make a decision or solve a problem and when you put on the green hat green is like growth it's like plant life it's like growing grass right and so this is where you're thinking out of the box this is the the hat you wear where it's like what could be a, a an out-of-the-box new, something we're not even thinking about, solution to this whole thing, um, a different way of looking at it. So green is growth. Um, and then finally, the, the last hat is the the blue hat. And I say the last the blue for last um, because the blue is kind of like the manager of all the other hats. Mm-hmm. It listens to all the other perspectives, the, the one with the black hat, the white hat, the yellow hat, the red hat, the green hat. And blue is like the sky. It oversees everything else. Mm-hmm. And so it listens to everything and then it makes the decision mm-hmm. because it heard all the different points of view, could weigh it from different perspectives. And then that's that's your answer, if you yeah. will. And so this is kind of a fun strategy. And I, I would really encourage everyone who's listening, not just you know this. Knowledge knowledge is not power. We've talked about this. All the podcasts and the online programs and the coaching and the seminars, they don't work unless you work. So what i would challenge everybody who's listening to the, is this is maybe maybe take a screenshot of this episode post it tag both of us and you know and share with us a decision that you applied this to yeah. you know because then you really get to feel it and see how it works in your life but i've heard i've been i've been sharing this for about 20 years um and again it's, i didn't create this this actual model is edward de bono um, but i've heard so many great testimonials from people yeah great amazing stories about their relationship about their health about big decisions they had to make about where they're gonna live and their career and and uh and it makes sense right absolutely so you're not stuck in one point of view exactly
0: that's exactly what i was gonna say because we tend to get stuck in our way of thinking Mm -hmm. and we have access to so many different ways of thinking like inherently in us right and so it's just having first of all just giving permission like you just did to think differently and here's how you do it you know put on this hat and look at this situation And so for myself personally, I just want to share this, I had started to get more into this kind of, um, fact-based thinking, you know, about certain decisions in my life. And that's, that's a big part of my natural approach, but there's also the big feeling part Mm -hmm. and I started to lessen the feeling part. And so I was going on more of things of, you know, these are things that I should do, logically speaking, Right. right. But they didn't feel right. And lo and behold, when I keep taking steps in that direction, it just didn't work out right. Because I wasn't acknowledging, like literally your feelings oftentimes will give you direct feedback. right? But you cannot just get caught up in your feelings because feelings can be very temporary. Of course, of you course. Know? So I love this kind of whole brain, whole being thinking. Mm. And man, thank you so much for sharing that. This just like blowing my mind right
2: Absolutely, now. Absolutely, Sean. I, I would encourage also when everyone's listening to this, this doesn't have to just apply to your life. This works really well for teams. So let's say uh, you know your your you're business. Let's say you're a small business entrepreneur. You have a small group of five individuals on your team, and you're facing something that's uh, you know an issue in your industry or something internally. Like, well, should you do this product, or should you you know stop doing this show, or whatever you need to do, is yeah. get everybody in a room and then take turns wearing these different hats. Yeah. This is also great for parents to teach their children at an early age. Yeah because it builds empathy it allows you to you know even if i've had parents actually make out of you know different color pieces of paper like these actual hats Mm -hmm. and they'll take their children Mm -hmm. through these exercises children will have a question about school they'll have a question about you know going to some whatever their decision is and then you could play with this with them also as well so it's not just your own benefit you could do this with your team your family and, uh, and more. This is something super valuable to for ourselves to practice but also
0: to teach and instill in other folks this concept of divergent thinking mm-hmm. and being able to really, quote, think outside of the box and just look at things from all these different perspectives. It's so interesting how many creative solutions there are to the same problem, mm-hmm. but when we're in it, we can think that there's this problem and I don't know how to solve it. When there are like tens, hundreds of different solutions for
2: it but we have to be divergent in it so man i love this so much and it's an incredibly valuable skill to have right now when we're talking about skill-based success uh, meaning that um you're th- when we talked about a lot of jobs are going overseas or there being ai is going to replace them or auto, you know automation is the three areas that computers aren't as easily going to be able to do that is three areas creativity right which is thinking process imagination Right. Because think about the entertainment industry. Think about all these wonderful superhero movies you and I geek out about that comes from somebody's imagination. And then the third thing a computer is not going to be able to do as well as a, as a human, at least not yet, is strategy. These, these And so be able to make these kind of good decisions and solve problems. That's our value in society. An entrepreneur is nothing but a professional problem solver. Mm-hmm. Right. They're taking challenges, whether they're small life challenges or grand big challenges that are going on, you know, that the planet is facing right now. Yeah. I love this. I love this six hats and I also love
0: what you shared. And it's just like still blowing my mind right now. (laughs) If you want to start making better decisions, get yourself around people making good decisions because we are inherently, we just are, we, we become our environment. Yeah. So if you know somebody in your life who has a tendency to make good decisions, get, get, be around that person more often. Those mirror neurons can do their work And what you said earlier, as soon as you mentioned, um, some really highly successful folks taking a decision off the table because we do get this decision fatigue. Like at the end of the day, after you've done a lot of stuff, you just don't care. You know, it's like, whatever, what what do you want for dinner? Whatever, right? (laughs) And having them wear the same thing every day, like somebody's coming with that approach. Mm -hmm. I think I saw Dr. Dre did that, that, he's got a great documentary, The Defiant Ones. He's got like these, I think they're white, Air Force Ones he wears every day. But you know he's kind of frivolous, so he has like a new pair okay. every day, and like the same outfit, and it's just kind of weird. And the same thing with some other folks as well. And but that also made me think about Kingpin as well.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, it might be a little psychotic, but hey, they're winning, right. you know. So let's just be real about you have it.
2: all the superheroes. Batman wears the same outfit, you know, right. as Spider-Man. I wear these. I wear this brain shirt pretty much every day. Well, at least you, you know, I would hope you got a couple of them, yeah, I man. do.
0: So I wanna ask you about, well, first of all, really quickly, uh, we can't have this conversation about the brain without talking a little bit about nutrition. And I just came across this study. This is a brand new study published in 2018. And this was published in Nutritional Neuroscience, investigated whether it was possible to treat severe neonatal infection by administering a spirulina-enriched diet to the nursing mother. So not even directly to the child, just through the mother to the baby. The researchers stated that severe infection and the associated brain inflammation can cause long-term changes to the developing brain due to oxidative stress, even after the original infection has been treated. And here's what the researchers found after they compiled the data. A spirulina-enriched diet given to lactating mothers reduced the level of brain inflammation, wow, and provided an antioxidant defense for the developing neonatal brain. It's just incredibly powerful that this food can do something like that. And something like honeycomb cereal cannot do anything remotely close to this. So again, spirulina is in the formula with Organifi. Moringa, uh, ashwagandha, and it tastes good. So head over, check them out. It's organifi.com forward slash model. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash model. You get 20% off everything. So head over there, check them out, get yourself some Organifi and these incredible brain benefits. All right, Organifi. .com/model. So Jim, I want to ask you about so we talked a little bit about decisions mm-hmm. and becoming a better problem solver, which just blew my mind with that. Let's talk about because one of the things that tends to happen, we make decisions and we might make a bad decision. Right. Or something that we feel is a bad decision, something that's cost us. What can we do to recover? Is there anything that you know about that can help yeah. us to recover from making mistakes?
2: Absolutely. And so When we're talking about mistakes i think a lot of people don't make progress in their life because of the fear of judgment the fear of looking bad a lot of people won't go to that that exercise at the gym because they're brand new Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that's very important to get over and i'll I'll talk about first you know a lot of people won't make mistakes to begin with but mistakes are just a sign that we're trying something right Mm -hmm. it's similar to uh, a child who's learning how to walk you wouldn't see it, your child stumble a few times and just be like, okay, don't try this anymore. You're looking really <laughs> bad. Don't yeah. walk. Walking's not for you. Um, but as we grow older, sometimes we're so concerned about other people's opinions and expectations. So I, would, I know a lot of your listeners take notes. I would write this down and just put it and buy your computer or something. It's just, you can go broke buying into the opinions and expectations of other people. And um, when I was working, I help a lot of actors, speed read scripts, um, have focus on set, memorize their lines faster. And I remember when I was working with Jim Carrey, and we were making guacamole, of all things, in his kitchen, which is a great brain food. Uh, by the way, what you eat matters, especially for your gray matter. Um, so we're making this, uh, and I'm asking him the same question I ask a lot of people. Um... Like, why do you do what you do i'm very interested in human motivation because that's a thinking process and uh, and i find out that the reason why he acts so cr- insane if you will or extreme on set is because he wants to give everybody who's watching permission to be themselves and i feel like and he calls mm. it freeing people from the concern of others you know that's "quote unquote" his religion, freeing other people from the concern of other people. Yeah. And I feel like constantly we're mitigating ourselves, our way we can express ourselves because we're scared of how we're going to look. We're scared of you know of of judgment um, and and what critics are going to say. But the critics, I mean, that's the easiest job in the world because all they do is they don't have to do anything. They can just criticize other people who are trying to do things. Yeah. So my first comment on when it comes to mistakes is you've all heard this before but in order to learn you have to make mistakes that's how we learn because there's no such thing as failure people think failure is the opposite of success but I, I feel like you know in you and i the people that we get to spend time with and we get to interview for our shows and such and our personal experience failure is not the opposite of success it's it's part of success yeah. right and i feel like there's no such thing as failure there's only failure to learn because if you're getting feedback then you know what to do different. And um, I just did a a podcast episode with Beth Comstock, who's the former vice chair of General Electric, which is all about imagination. And she has a new book called um, "Imagine It Forward" and the power of imagination. And we're talking about you know um, Edison, who started um, General Electric, and and he was a great marketer. But obviously, you know, you all heard that he tried. He's like, oh, I didn't fail thousands of times to make the light bulb. I, you know, I succeeded in learning what not to do right Right. and so it's it's a it's a mindset so i would say first start with making more mistakes and fail forward and give yourself permission but the big thing is how do you recover from a mistake and i would give everyone i like acronyms you know this because we've talked about this in other shows on how to remember names and speed read i use acronyms um what i would say is put the mistake behind you and make it old and so the acronym is old Um, I want everyone to think about a mistake that they are holding on to because I think a lot of us have regret Mm. and they live in the past. But I always tell people if you live, if you're living in the past, then you're dying in the present, Mm. you know, because you're always looking in that rear view mirror and then you can't be here, right? And so you can learn from the past and, but you got to live for today and then you could, you know, lead your legacy tomorrow and... And so remember old. And so the O in someone, as everyone right now will make this interactive because we don't want to make this theoretical. You make it relevant to you. Think about a mistake you're holding on to. You want to make it old. The O is you need to own it. You need to own that. And here's a few things that will allow you to own it. The A is you need to be accountable for it. Okay, so I'm going to give you a few A's. And here's the first A. Be accountable for it because you need to take responsibility for it. You and I have talked about the time i've spent with stan lee the co-creator of all these amazing yeah. spider-man x-men avengers and you know be, and he told me in the car one day you know he was like who's your favorite superhero i was like spider-man he's like with great power comes great responsibility and in my mind you know because i have my learning difficulties i reverse things i was like stan you know you're right but the opposite is also true with great responsibility comes great power mm-hmm. when we take responsibility for something even our mistakes we have great power to make things better And so, first thing is you make you to become accountable for it. Um, The another A is just acknowledge that you're human. You know, acknowledge that it is a mistake and that you made it because some people deny the and, you know, they deny that they made that mistake. And that's a challenge, also, as well. So, you need to be able to acknowledge it in order to be able to because some people, what you resist persists and they fight with it and they try to defend it. And but if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And so, just acknowledge it. Another A is apologize, you know, apologize if you've hurt somebody, if this mistake costs somebody else outside of you, apologize to that person. You know, you can keep it brief, but be clear and apologize in a way that is sincere, obviously. Mean it. Exactly. Because people, I mean, we all have this radar. We know if something's sincere or not, but, but apologize for it because that's a way of owning it. You apologize for it, You know, explain if you need to why it happened and explain how it's never gonna you know, happen again, if, yeah, you and will. if you
0: And if you really mean it, you're not expecting the other person to necessarily do anything differently. It's mm-hmm. you're apologizing
2: for yourself. Absolutely. And the potential for healing. Absolutely, I agree with that completely. So you're accountable for it, right? And you, you're, you, you acknowledge it, you apologize for it, and maybe you need to apologize to yourself. Also, because forgiveness goes a long way you know i've spent a lot of time on uh, especially with my brain injury you know through going through spec scans having my brain analyzed you know neurofeedback and one of the best ways to get into those deep healing states um, the number one way that i found from personal experience is forgiveness and um, studies done in self-compassion say that when you don't beat yourself up because a lot of people they are really hard on themselves you know they ate that cupcake right or they didn't work out that day or they were a little short with their 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 child or whatever it is and they beat themselves up and we find in the studies that actually kindness goes farther when you're c- kind to yourself Meaning that you know you say you know I'm only I'm human I had a long day and I did make a mistake but you're kind with yourself as opposed to beating yourself up you're more likely to follow through in the future so the O in old is you make the, the mistake old is you own it yeah. you're accountable you acknowledge it you apologize for it the L in old stands for of course learn from it right mm-hmm. and like the whole idea behind making mistakes is that what where is where's the gift in this. You know, and I ask that myself all the time when there's a mistake that's made either by myself or somebody around me is like, where's where's the gift? And usually the gift comes from a new distinction that you have or a new learning. And so when I'm doing this and I'm making a mistake and I've made a mistake, what I'll do is I'll even journal about it a little bit because I was like, what was my intention here? You know, what was the environment that allowed this mistake for happen was i multitasking was i taking too much uh, you know taking on too much was i exhausted and i didn't sleep the night before like what, what what was what created this environment for this mistake to happen what well, did i not have enough information right and so i think that reflection is very important because otherwise what happens is you don't handle the the d which so so the o again is you own it the l is you learn from it and a big part of it for me is i journal about it because i like to write about it and reflect on it otherwise there's no learning from it and then the d stands for don't repeat it don't repeat Mm -hmm. it because if you truly learned from it then you're not going to repeat it because the first time you did you know it's a mistake but the second time you do it it's a choice yeah you know because sada people they say and you've heard this phrase. In self improvement forever, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And, you know, I don't know if that's insanity. Maybe it's just a poor memory <laughs> because you don't remember the lesson that came from it. And I feel like a lot of people repeat mistakes and the decent, again, says don't repeat it because they don't remember the lesson or the pain that came. Mm. So they end up dating the same kind of person. Right. They say they make the same kind of mistake with their health over and over again, or they hire the same person, or they, they again, you know, wait and procrastinate on their taxes, or whatever those things are. And in order to not repeat it, I would say a few things. Maybe I'll make them, I like iteration, maybe a few P's. Um, and I did a whole episode on this that went deep in it about making mistakes. P is like prepare next time. You know, when you learn it, you know, in your journal about it, you prepare for the next time. I would say plan. When you know something, this situation could come up in the future, plan ahead. And that would prevent you from making that kind of mistake because these thought experiments using your imagination to project into the future, and really imagination is really rehearsal. You know, when when somebody is fearful that they're gonna make a mistake, whether it's public speaking, and you know this, like a lot of people. One of the big fears is people. When you and I go to events, even people don't know. Like backstage, you know, a lot of our peers are really scared to go on stage and do yeah. their work. But they're such so mission driven. They have a moral obligation to do it, so that's the motivation. But preparation is just a signal to your mind. You know, fear is just meaning you need to prepare more. And so I would say the D is don't repeat it. Because if you really did own, if you really do own it, and you really did learn from it then don't repeat that because then then it's a choice. Jim, this is so powerful
0: <laughs> because
2: people, even you asking me
0: about, you know, what have I done to get to the place that I'm at personally? Exactly. And it's literally like this formula that you just mentioned. I'm very, very big on learning from my mistakes. I'm very, very passionate about it. But it starts with owning it and saying, you know, this is my responsibility. This is my bad. Even if it's not directly like you did the thing. Mm -hmm. If you were involved and you put something in position or you made the choice to be involved in something, taking responsibility for whatever you can because it gives you the part, the opportunity to actually learn from it then. Mm -hmm. And so learning from it and then don't repeat it because, man, like I I want that lesson because you better believe like, I've got this one. I'm not gonna do that again. Exactly. You know, so just like I cut the cord, you mm-hmm. know, and so if people can start to embrace this and this I love this so powerful, this acronym of old. And man, it's like it it is old, you know, we yeah, gotta let put this stuff the pa- go. But in
2: the past. Yeah. And that's the other thing when it comes to mistakes, is when I was talking about forgiveness, it's just you are not your mistakes. You know, your your mistakes don't define you, but how you deal with those mistakes can define you. And I'm saying that using this model of OLD, and again, going back to thinking, because this conversation has been all about thinking, I wish they taught this back in school, because this is our ability to to make mistakes and to grow through mistakes. I feel like when we do these things also, it, it increases our integrity with other people, because they see we own it, that we learn from it, and we don't repeat it. Right and um, and i love what you said about how it falls on your shoulder that even if somebody on your team did something ultimately you had a part in it because maybe you hired that person right. or it was a manager yeah. and you take or you responsibility gave them the job and we could appreciate and we always appreciate leaders who do that yeah. because we we are forgiving when we see somebody is is growing from their mistakes and they're not putting it on somebody else and making somebody else blaming and all that other stuff and we stay in our power and yes there could be some short term Pain, like there is doing a lot of any kind of growth, but I think that even you know, if you do the easy thing, which is procrastinate and put it off and not take responsibility, then life gets really hard. Absolutely. But if you do the hard things and you own it and you apologize for it and you do everything you can to make it better and learn from it, then life gets a lot easier. Definitely. I want to ask you about one more thing. Yes. There's so many things I
0: could talk to you about. Dude, that's I'm honored to be here. I'm just thinking about some of the biggest issues that we tend to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as, as humans, but also as people, especially the model health show community, people who are involved in this mission and this movement are really d- growth driven. Like we want right. to be the best us possible. You know, yeah. we want to have the health that we truly want. We want to have the relationships. We want to have the careers that we want. But a big barrier for that is, it's, it's oftentimes not the environment, it's ourselves. Mm. We are our biggest trapdoor right? This self-sabotage, we set ourselves up for failure. So can you talk a little bit about the, the idea of self-sabotage
2: and any kind of insights you can offer to people that kind of move past that? Completely. I mean, this comes down to, again, how we think about things and how we think about ourselves and how we think about our behaviors. And I'll give somebody who's listening this, I think everyone can relate to taking one step forward towards a goal and then taking two steps back. Right? Why do we do things that could harm ourselves in the long term? Or we procrastinate. We, we know we need to do something, but we put it off and we don't have the discipline. And um, I'll give everyone a framework for this. Everybody's always trying to wonder why they're not doing a behavior. Why am I not working out today? Why am I not eating right today? Why am I not reading 30 minutes a day? Why am I not journaling or meditating, right? But they could use willpower and motivation, but it only gets you so far because there are other levels that they're not being addressed. Above the level of behavior is this level of capability. And this is your skill. You know, I'm really big. I know you are in skill development because we don't necessarily rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our skills, right? Mm. of our training, if you will. And so are you trained in reading faster or remembering names or working out? Because you need that training in order to do that behavior, right? But even if you have the training and the capability and the skill, look at the level above that, and that's a level of belief and values, belief and values, meaning that, let's say the behavior is you want somebody to read 30 minutes a day, and they even have the ability, because they were taught, but they have a belief like you know, they're not that smart, or they don't value reading. Or let's say, in my case, uh, remembering names. That's a behavior. I wanna teach everyone to remember the names of everyone they meet. And maybe they even learn because they listen to a couple of podcasts on how to remember names capability, but they have a belief it's not important, or they have a value that remembering names is not very important to them, or believe they have a bad memory, then it's not gonna work, right? right? And you wonder why they don't do the behavior. And then finally, the level above belief and values is this level called identity. And this is something you and I talked about. Two most powerful words are I am. So let's say the behavior is you want somebody to stop smoking, but their identity is I am a smoker. That's gonna be a hard shift, right? Because people are gonna try to fight on behavior every single time, 20 times, 100 times a day, but their identity hasn't shifted, Mm -hmm. right? And so let's say the behavior is you know, they want to, Stop procrastinating, but their identity is "I am a procrastinator." That's a challenge. The last level. Papers below... due. Papers due tomorrow. I just exactly. got started, baby. Exactly. I had two <laughs> exactly. And you wonder why people put it off. And then the level below behavior, as everyone's thinking about behavior that they've been putting off, is this level called environment. Environment. And what I would say at a high level, let's say they want to um, their behavior is they want to read more, but the environment is they have no books, or maybe the environment is too dark or maybe they want to, behaviors they want to meet more people, but the environment, they're not getting, putting themselves in the environment to meet new people, it's gonna keep them there. Or maybe they want to stop smoking, it's the behavior, but their environment is around smokers, mm, right? Or right. they're putting their environment, they want to stop, they want to eat good food, but their environment is, they have all those, those crazy snacks they and cheese. Ex- Like they're exactly. chucky, like they exactly. dressed exactly. up as a mouse. And the reason why this work ultimately is because when we're talking about thinking, thinking is the process of asking questions and answering them. So, you know, And even if people are listening, they're like, oh, is that true? Notice, is that true, is a question. So the main questions back in school, watch this, are the five W's, right? The five W's and the H. So questions really are the answer, you know, because that's what questions are, That that's what thinking is, it's yeah. asking questions. The reason why an Elon Musk could come up with Tesla or something like that is he was outside the industry looking in, asking, was thinking asked himself a new question why aren't we doing it this way with today's technology right that that's what your power is to be able to ask new questions but going through the 5 w's and the h the identity level answers the question of who the level of behavior of beliefs and value answers the question why the level of capability answers the question of how the level of behavior answers the question of what and the level of environment answers the question, when and where. Mm. So it's tight, and what I'm all about is having congruency. The reason why it's not just about when people see me memorizing 100 people's names in an audience or 100 words or numbers or they know I read a book a day, is that there's a structure to this because it's about, we use such a small percentage of our mental potential, right? But when it's completely aligned and your whole self it's like whole self learning or whole self thinking and then it becomes almost what appears to be effortless you know to to yourself compared to like what people are struggling with and part of it again is going back to this knowledge gap is there some people who know some people don't know but i'm hoping during this conversation the distinctions people learn whether it's the six thinking hats or the old method about making mistakes and how to own it and learn from it and don't repeat it or it comes down to like this framework, these five levels of transformation. Mm-hmm. It gives you these distinctions, so allows you a new way of thinking about it. And because you're thinking about different, you'll get different results. And isn't that what we all want?
0: Man, I, I wanna go and make some mistakes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited, man, just to employ thinking differently, you know, more consciously. And whenever I'm around you, I learn something new. And I'm just super grateful for you coming on. and. I'm glad we got to do this in person. Absolutely. And uh, man, can you let everybody know, guys, you gotta check out his podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. One of the podcasts that I personally listen to and always providing like masterclasses and nuggets, very power packed short sessions with stuff to walk away from every episode can you let everybody know about your show
2: yeah I mean people could find it just searching my name on their podcast app on their phone it's Jim quick he said spell it right k-w-i-k our show is called quick brain Katie brain people could go to quickbrain.com is the best place for people to do it um, we also offers at that site a number of training videos on how to read faster and remember people's names um, I'm a big fan of your show brother so I, I really appreciate this because uh, you're a big inspiration of us starting our show. Our show is um, our brain bites for busy people who wanna learn faster and achieve more. So every episode's about 15 minutes. We've had you on the show, of course, and we need to have you back on many times. Dang. And um, we, we, my, my my outcome for you is I know your time is valuable. So um, in 15 minutes, I wanna give you one thing you could do. You know, we've done episodes on how to read a book a week and how to remember names and how to learn another language on how to change your habits. The top 10 fav- my favorite brain foods. All those good things. And it's kind of like your online academy to fill in the education gaps from our school. You know, school taught us what to learn and, 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 and what to think, but not how to learn and how to think. Yeah. And my goal is you could have, you could learn, we're faster and smarter than we think. And really, I think the nature of both of our works is about transcending, yeah. ending the trance, ending this mass hypnosis through media and marketing that says we're not enough, that we're somehow broken. And I was labeled the boy with a broken brain back when I was nine years old because of all my learning difficulties. But anyone who could identify with some kind of struggle or adversity, I would say your struggles, when you're persistent and consistent, become strengths. That you don't have to change your life overnight. Just little things done daily become big things, you know? And just like a cocoon, like you 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 see this, yes, the beauty is in the butterfly, but the growth is in that cocoon, you know? I mean, getting the strength and you we know, it's wings to be able to to fly and i think everybody on here could get sort of new heights and so um the podcast is is there for everybody and um and also on social media at jim quick so i would challenge people again is to take a screenshot of this episode of the model Health show and then tag sean tag myself at jim quick um, and tell us your big aha i feel like that i'll leave you with this to be a faster thinker faster learner when you teach something you get to learn it twice yes. so share your big aha what was your one big aha from this conversation and post that on facebook twitter or uh, instagram tag us both and um i'll i'll, I'll i want to i want to see what everyone's big learnings were and I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll i'll reshare a bunch of those oh man yeah jim you're incredible man
0: Thank and you, Sean. Um, just like with anything in life if you want to master it or even if you want to become adequate at it you have to make it a study you yeah. know and so i just can't stress enough how much I believe that you are one of the greatest teachers in teaching people how to actually think and how to uh, maximize the potential that we all have right upstairs and uh, I love you man thank you so much for coming on thanks Sean everybody thank you so much for tuning into the show today listen this is especially powerful for me because I've been working with my youngest son Braden, about this he's very critical he's just kind of fallen into this place where he doesn't like making mistakes he wants to be good at everything that he does which isn't isn't that something that all of us do like we tend to avoid things that we're not good at we don't like to be new but it's a big part of being more childlike is experiment and try new things but he gets frustrated easily because he wants to be good at it and even in his schoolwork, you know he wants to pass his math facts right he wants to set the best times and it's a beautiful thing because there's a drive in him to want to be great. But at the same time, I want, to, I want him to understand how important it is for him to know that making mistakes is not a failure. And so I've challenged my young son every day. I want him to come home and to share something that he's failed at. I want him to share something with me each and every day that he's struggled with and he had to think differently, that he had to grow, that he had to improve. And we all have access to that. you know. And so it's important for us as big adult babies, but also instilling this in our children to take action, to make mistakes, to give our best, but understand that our best might not be what's adequate at the moment. And we'll get better the more that we learn from the mistakes that we're making. All right, so this episode is just blowing my mind. I'm processing so much, and I hope that you feel the same way. If you got a lot of value out of this, make sure to share this out with your friends and family on social media instagram twitter facebook all that good stuff of course on instagram like you mentioned tag us put in your story let jim know and and myself your big aha moment all right i would appreciate that so much and guys i've got some incredible episodes coming your way so make sure to stay tuned take care have an amazing day and i'll talk with you soon